Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. All right, quick break to give a shout out to our show's sponsor today, Fem Protein Powder. You can use code Strong Runner Chicks for 15% off your order. Fem is a plant based protein powder with minimal ingredients, easily digestible, and I absolutely love it, whether it's in overnight oats, pre run, uh, energy bites that I mix it into, or just your classic smoothie. It's delicious and just packs a ton of great plant based powder in it. So go to femproteinpowder.com and again, take 15% off your first order with code Strong Runner Chicks. Thanks so much and enjoy. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. Today it is a solo sode. I think I'm going to call this a solo sode with Megan. It's my birthday today. I'm wrapping up an amazing birthday weekend celebrated with just a couple friends in my COVID bubble. And we were able to safely have some adventures outside in the beautiful Washington, which I actually, having lived in Portland about a year and a half, have not made it up there. I can probably count on my hands the number of times I've been to Washington, and so not a ton, but I, I really, really enjoyed just the ability to uh, to connect with old friends, old, new, some of them are new, and just have this time, especially with two of my friends. Shout out to Polly and Caitlin if you're listening. Uh, they have just been longtime SRC supporters. I met Polly fairly recently. Caitlin's been an awesome supporter, and just the work that they do to empower other women, I think whether they know it or not, has a profound impact. And I am always amazed by just how awesome that truly is, not only to see through SRC and see in virtual running communities right now, but to be able to experience. And I was reminded of that constantly this weekend of just how empowering women can be, um, you know, especially with having these conversations around topics like mental health, body image, overtraining. I feel like we covered it all, honestly. And there's just so much you can learn from having that experience of running with someone and being willing to talk about topics that are not often discussed. Um, I will say we had some, you know, conversations around Alexi's new book called Bravey, which I am actually going to be interviewing Alexi this Tuesday at 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern time. So please do tune into that. That'll be on IG or Instagram live. And we'll have a pretty short discussion, but I also want to allow for those listener questions. She's been on quite a few podcasts lately, all about her new book, Bravey, which is incredible, and talks a lot about mental health being like a scratch on our brain, which I I really kind of appreciate because I think that that helps destigmatize it. And I would just love to have more conversations about the importance of mental health, particularly in times like these and these COVID times that we're in. 
I was also reflecting this weekend on the fact that I haven't had a single race. I don't know about yo, but I've not been one to do a lot of virtual racing or in-person So I have not run a single race in a year now, and it has still been one of the most fulfilling and freeing times to take a step back, to shift from this do more, do more, do more mindset and sort of this trap of overtraining that I found myself in oftentimes from going going from run one race to the next within a week or two weeks and always having to have something on the schedule to now I'm in this place of I can race if I want to or if something comes up. I mean, I can't really race if I want to right now and I would not want to particularly Um, you know, until it's safe to do so. But looking ahead to this year, I don't feel this level of pressure that I often did in the past, even when I graduated college to continue to put races on my schedule all the time. It's more so I want to go out and experience things like I did this weekend, like climbing Mailbox Peak in Washington, um, which was an incredible experience. Highly recommend it if you're in the Pacific Northwest. But, you know, just looking around us, seeing what's out in our area, um, whether you're into trails or you like roads, I think just experiencing new places and, um, you know, really having having those conversations too on runs that you just can't quite get in a race. Um, there's just so much magic in that. And also, again, being willing to step away and ask yourself, what really matters, you know, outside of running. I think before COVID, my identity was admittedly, um, you know, really wrapped up in racing constantly and I'm running. And I think that COVID's allowed me to still have this sort of identity with running or affiliation with running, but in a healthier way and in a way that still connects me to a strong community, but doesn't rely on racing or hitting a standard of time in order to, um, you know, value myself or see my sense of worth. So a couple questions or a couple um, getting into today's topic, and I know I can get randomly when it's just me. So apologies. We're trying these solo sods out. We're going to see how they go. Um, talking about how I shifted just from this idea of overtraining to an intuitive mindset. And I would say in college, I mean, I just spent years of kind of overdoing it in a way. And I wouldn't even say overtraining when it comes to running itself. I would say under recovering was a major aspect of that. Uh, So you could be running a reasonable amount of miles each week, say, I mean, I was a pretty low mileage runner, 30, 40, 50 in college, typically not a ton um, compared to some people that I knew of 60 plus 70 plus miles a week. However, I was Overtraining in life as well with a lot of just things on my plate that I was taking on that were not serving me, not in a way that I needed to be the best athlete I could be, right? Like um, just having so many other responsibilities, whether it was I was going to clubs, I was doing three different aspects in my major, (laughs) which really um, I was going to like three different sides of campus every day, all day. Uh, I was working a couple jobs, just, you know, pushing yourself to this level that uh, I think as a collegiate athlete, particularly, we're already pushed to that level in our sport. So really factoring in your life 
training and even beyond college, you know, your stress load with your job. And if you have a family with your kids, just continuing to take that into account is really important and essential. And also being intentional around recovery. So I'm not one to say you need all these fancy gadgets and massages every week or anything. And I certainly, like probably many of you, am overdue for a massage or, you know, could could do a bit more in the recovery realm. However, I do think that the basics like sleep, quality sleep each night, and allowing our bodies to rest in more of a parasympathetic state. So, you know, if you feel like you're constantly worried or fight or flight and thinking about the next thing, taking a step back and seeing how you can allow yourself to, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through feet up the wall, that's one I love to do, just literally putting your feet up a wall and opening a book or closing your eyes or listening to music for five to 10 minutes. Something along those lines can be extremely helpful for helping to maximize recovery. So that all said, I had a few questions here to ask yourself how you can shift from or how you can help yourself to shift from an overtraining to a more intuitive approach. And so some of these markers, when we talk about intuitive training too, this is essentially tuning into one's own body. It's simple in definition. However, it is very challenging in practice. It's a lot of tuning into the gray zones and accepting that there's not always going to be a concrete, perfect answer. When you, when you tune into your body, say you have five miles on the schedule that day or even, okay, we'll go with eight, and you're feeling like maybe you want to go a few less. However, you still want to get out there, your body, you know, how are you going to tune into your body to allow yourself to maybe decide on five versus eight, um, depending on the day, right? And so this isn't a great example, but I do think when it comes to your runs, you have to kind of take a lot into account. So a couple of these questions here, one is how are my energy levels? So if you're thinking about on a scale of one to 10 or just in general, how are you feeling that day? Like, where is your energy? Are you raring to go out the door? Are you dragging? Did you get enough sleep last night? How much sleep did you get? I typically tell the athletes I work with, if you've gotten less than six hours at like a bare minimum, I would consider taking a rest day. Like, really taking a step back and seeing sleeping as training. And of course, this does not take into account if you have a specific condition or insomnia. I totally, I can't say understand because I don't experience that. However, I can understand the need to some days still get after it if you are working, of course, with your provider and you're able to do so. However, for the majority of us, I think eight to 10 hours is really a, especially for those that are training hard, like those that are athletes, college athletes, those that are just general people, you know, eight to 10 is ideal. I think a lot of us are more in the six to eight range, which again is still doable. I think we can still manage. However, for maximal recovery, getting more closer to eight is optimal. So if you have gotten below six, particularly for the past couple nights, I'd really take into account how you can, you know, 
sleep in perhaps an hour later or go to bed an hour earlier to help you get in that one extra hour. And that may mean adjusting training as needed. So seeing where you can check in there. Another one to ask is what is your waking resting heart rate? So measuring that and considering how that fluctuates day to day, week to week. Um, if you do start to have a good tab on that, you can then, and, and I also would caveat this with the fact that obviously this isn't necessarily intuitive. However, it can help inform the ability to read your body and know, you know, what your heart rate is at any given time. I also use this when I'm putting on my watch in the morning about to head out the door, you can see, okay, is my heart rate higher than it normally is? And if so, might I adjust my training today? Or might I take an extra warm up mile, um, you know, to ease into my workout? Uh, a third question is around what are your motives for movement today? So waking up and asking yourself, why do I want to go out the door today? Whether it's for a run or another choice of movement, is it to bring you joy? Is it because it's on the schedule and you feel like you have to? I think I would take a step back and question why you're choosing to do what you are today. And again, that doesn't mean that you're always, I mean, some days it may be because it's on the schedule. That's not bad inherently. However, if you find that it is for punishment or because you feel like you have to, or because your coach said to, and it's also unfulfilling, in that case, I would, you know, take a step back and see what you can do to adjust that training and perhaps reconsider the type of movement that you're choosing and how you might, um, how you might, you know, change that if possible. Another one is all around how hydrated and how well fueled am I? Did I get enough fuel in my body this morning? You know, um, a lot of us might be like myself, I'm a morning runner. So that's kind of just a, I'm going to get fueled, but how hydrated am I from the day or the night before? Uh, you know, if you're fueling or if you're running later in the day, being, you know, very cognizant, I think throughout the day or hours leading up to that run, how hydrated are you? Have you had enough water? Did you get enough fuel today? Did you have a quality breakfast and lunch and maybe, you know, a snack if you're running after work or classes, et cetera, and just accounting for that. Also noticing how it makes you feel. So this is another one that I have my athletes note in their log as well as heart rate is their fuel and or hydration. And this could be just before the run. So they note if there was any kind of like GI distress or something that they picked up on of, oh, I had, you know, egg and I don't know, toast a few hours before and I felt amazing. Well, maybe that's their go-to from then on. Or I, um, you know, had a, yeah, I packed a granola bar like and ate it just before my run and Ooh, maybe it was a little too soon. Just really good to factor in how and when you fueled and hydrated as well as post recover, post run recovery, making sure you're getting those nutrients back in a few more. One, do I have any injuries, aches, or pains to accommodate? So I always like to kind of do a side-to-side -side lunge, a little bit of a stretch. I don't necessarily think you need to stretch before running. This is a conversation for another day. However, you know, if you're getting right off the uh, 
for instance, I, you know, sit a majority of my day. If you're hopping out of your chair and it's been six to eight hours, you've been kind of sitting there, you might want to do a little bit of stretching, a little down dog, a little bit of uh, calf stretching, opening up the hips, especially those muscles that get tight. All right. And then also noticing if you've been injured or if you are currently or you're experiencing any aches, pains, niggles of any sort, how can you accommodate those and or adjust your training? Um, what kind of training have I done so far this week? So that's one to consider, particularly if you don't have a schedule laid out and you're really trying to practice this intuitive concept, you're thinking about, okay, where has the bulk of my training been? How might I adjust and or accommodate? So an instance of this, just an example from this week, it was the most vert or the most feet I've climbed in a long time. And for today's run, I had thought initially I'd love to get 14 or 15 miles and I'm training for a 50K in a few months. This will be great. However, my um, my run yesterday was a massive climb, which was super fun, super enjoyable. However, I had basically maxed out my vert or my feet climbed for the week and done probably more than I have in a while. I'll say that much. And I noticed that my calves were feeling a little tight this morning. My ankles, um, you know, I just wasn't in tip top, ready to roll, ready to go 15 miles kind of feeling. So I did end up adjusting. I went a bit shorter and, you know, closer to nine, 10, um, and also, you know, was climbing a lot of feet. So that was a, a factor in the distance chose. So all that to say, it's going to look different for each of you. And I know some of you work with coaches, but I do think that working around kind of an allotted, say, miles or vert budget for the week and trying to stay under or within a range can be really helpful, especially for those of us that want the guidance or want a little bit of um, a parameter to work within and then adjust from there. Lastly, how am I feeling? This is just general. I know a lot of us are not feeling so great with COVID and with everything happening in the world. I will say, I don't know, <laughs> this is just me maybe, but my mood is certainly uplifted recently in 2021. It might've been the new year. It might've just been changes in our world, but I do feel like I'm feeling better. And I don't know about you guys. Uh, of course, I'm starting to see like friends are getting vaccinated. Hopefully I will soon. Um, hopefully we all will soon. Right. And I think that for this, I'm feeling better than probably before. However, we're all in different places. I do think that so much of our running and our training is highly dependent and affected and intertwined. And this is just undeniable. I mean, I could bring in research here, but it's, it's undeniable that it is affected by how we feel and what is happening in our day-to-day -day life. So if we're undergoing a tremendous amount of stress, if we just moved, if we just changed jobs, if we're in the middle of finding a job, if we just graduated or we're in our final semester, I mean, there are just so, so many things. If we broke up with someone, if we started a new relationship, again, there's, there's a lot there, right? So ask yourself how you're feeling. Try to, of course, 
uh, I don't want to say ignore, but like move past the feeling in a sense of, okay, I might be feeling crappy, but will this run make me feel better? And hence that's what I might choose to do. If not, you know, maybe something else will make me feel better going for a light walk, uh, yoga, et cetera, working with the parameters that you're given, whether it's with your coach or with your team and seeing where and how you might make adjustments. So these are just a few, I knew I would talk longer than I planned, but a few of these intuitive training metrics that I use uh, in my own training with the athletes I work with and coach. And I also, just a quick plug, would love to work with or coach if you're interested at all, uh, happy to connect. I also am opening up and invite just to anyone that wants to learn more about intuitive training. I have a webinar. I believe I recorded this. I did a live training on it about a month ago. Would love to connect with you more and just chat about how it might fit into your overall training approach. So that all said, stay tuned. Alexi Pappas will be on our Instagram live on this upcoming Tuesday, 4.30 Pacific. I also have a really special, exciting announcement, likely towards the end of this week, around a virtual, I'm just going to say it here, virtual Trail Women's Summit. Super excited about it. Going to announce more details, I will say, at the end of this week. So please stay tuned. And then if you have any guest suggestions, questions, always feel free to reach out. And lastly, we do have some awesome guests in store. So do stay tuned for those and quick shout out to everyone that gave me a happy birthday. Everyone that supported SRC. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks to all those who left a review. Thank you, Polly and Caitlin for being amazing. And to all my friends and, you know, those that are listening in, (laughs) I'm being corny now, but thank you so, so much. Hope you have a wonderful week and stay tuned for more to come and bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chicks.